0: So, a new study posits that roughly 17,000 Canadians have died while waiting for surgery or diagnostic scans in 2022 23. Here to offer some insight on this is the president of SecondStreet.org, the people behind this number crunching. Colin Craig joins us. Nice to have you. Good morning. Well, good morning, John. First of all, spell this out for me, because, I mean, that's an astounding figure. But uh, maybe you can give some details about how you gathered these, these numbers and who they describe.
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, media have reported for years now, uh, cases here and there on patients dying while waiting for different procedures, uh, quite often when they're waiting for procedures which could save their lives. So we decided, well, let's find out how many Surgeries are canceled each year and see if governments track the reason and if if the reason is because the patient passed away. We did the same thing with diagnostic scans. So we asked, <clears throat> we asked governments across the country for this data through Freedom of Information requests. And that's how we got the, the 17,000 figure. Um, that figure is incomplete, though, because some per, uh, government health bodies, health regions and so forth, they just don't track the data in other cases, they track some of the data, but not others. So
0: if you extrapolate it, it's probably more closer to uh, over 30,000 nationwide. Is there a means of teasing out of this data? I mean, this sounds uh, like a horribly cold way or callous thing to say, but people who would mm-hmm. have died anyway. I mean, if you're waiting for sensitive heart surgery, you ha- you probably have a bad heart. And so maybe mm-hmm. you would have died anyway. Yeah, and so a good good thing to note about the data is that
1: uh, it, it, the 17,000 figure includes everything from someone waiting for hip operation to knee operation and uh, heart surges, as you alluded to. So we were able to get some figures from Ontario Health on patients dying while waiting for heart procedures. And so last year, was about 101 patients passed away in that case. But the, the really important question to ask is, okay, well, how many waited longer than the maximum recommended wait time? and government does track that and there were 36 that did. So that 36 number is the one that should be setting off real red flags for government um and even within the 36 I think it's even more important for governments to then go in and look at those cases and find out okay well how many actually died because of uh this
0: uh, uh because we took too long getting them the care they needed. So what I guess is is the at the root of this is it personnel shortage, hospital capacity? Why are we failing these people? You know, it, it,
1: it's not clear to me exactly what the root cause is. I think the healthcare system has many problems. Um, You know, you noted shortage of workers. We've got, in many cases, just the the government isn't really managing things too well. They don't seem to have hospitals set up properly. In some cases, I mean, you talk with staff, and they'll they'll give you examples of ways that you know things just don't make sense. There's a lot of problems. I mean, one problem that we have here in Canada is we force everyone to use the the public system instead of allowing them to use private options like what European countries do, they, they give patients a choice. And when some people decide to pay out of pocket at a private clinic, well, that takes pressure off of their public system. So there's a lot of different things going on. We have an aging population. Uh, some people might uh, attribute this to COVID and I would urge caution there because the system was in crisis before COVID came along and these numbers were getting worse. But um, I think there's a lot of things at play one thing I would note is that, you know, I mentioned that some of the cases are things where people were waiting for procedures which could save their lives. Uh, it looks like the vast majority are not, but I don't think we can really discount those because I think there's a lot of patient suffering that's going on while people are dying while waiting for things like knee and hip operations or you know, cardiac uh, cataract surgery and so forth. I mean... It's a horrible thing to think that you'd spend the final years of your life with cloudy vision, or maybe you're living with chronic pain and you you can't leave your apartment because your your knee pain is so bad. So there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of money in the system, but I don't think we're really going to see these numbers uh, decrease until... We see uh, meaningful health reform.
0: Okay, well that brings me to my final question, which was, are you encouraged by changes that have been made? I mean, for example, here in the province of Ontario, uh, giving nurses the ability to write prescriptions, having pharmacists perform minor medical testing and stuff like that, um, private clinic collaboration for things like knee and hip surgery. Yeah, I mean, those are
1: three great examples. That's good to see. They're long overdue. Uh, I think we need to see more reform. So, for example, in Ontario, if you need your hip done, you have two choices. One, you wait for the government to do it, and that could take a long time. Or two, you have to leave the province and go somewhere else. And no other developed nation on the planet bans private choices the way that uh, we see in Canada. And that That's what happens in Ontario, is, is common, actually, uh, in this country. So, I mean, that would be one thing that could... Um, certainly help patients is give them more choices so that they aren't stuck waiting on on, uh, long government waiting lists. Uh, The European Union also will allow uh, patients to get reimbursed for surgeries when they go abroad. If they can't get the care they need locally in a timely manner, they can go somewhere else, pay for it and get reimbursed. So we've done a whole policy brief on that. I think there's a lot of other things that can be done. There's there has been some positive changes in Ontario
0: for sure. Thank you very much for this. Okay, I always appreciate the chat, John. Colin Craig is president of secondstreet.org.